Trans-chain amino acids, or BCAAs for short, are a popular sports supplement with bodybuilders and athletes. But you don't need to look for them in a bottle, as our diet naturally contains them as part of the amino acid building blocks of the protein we eat. With claims of increased muscle protein synthesis, decreased muscle protein breakdown, enhanced endurance and less muscle soreness, they seem to be an essential supplement that no athlete can do without. In this podcast episode, I'll look at those claims and explore the evidence. But if you want the TLDR, save your money on BCA supplements and just eat a variety of high-protein foods, which is what athletes pretty much do already. So what exactly are BCAAs? They are three chemically distinct essential amino acids called leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Being essential amino acids means we need them in our diet for effective protein synthesis, as our body can't make enough of them. But the fact they're essential isn't really that big of a deal, or a unique selling point, as there are nine essential amino acids we need in our diet, and we get all of them from a varied diet with different protein sources. The interest in the three particular BCAAs is because they're considered the most anabolic. So not only can BCAAs provide building blocks for making new protein, but they also could have an additional protein-stimulating role. This makes gym bros happy and supplement manufacturers wealthy. Branched-chain amino acids are metabolized mostly within the skeletal muscle. They play an important role in both cellular energy homeostasis and in the regulation of muscle protein synthesis. And there is evidence that BCAAs can stimulate muscle protein synthesis and inhibit protein breakdown, at least from cell culture and animal research studies. And that's because branched-chain amino acids, in particular leucine, can stimulate a key muscle protein synthesis signaling pathway called mTOR. But when you get to the human research, and by that I mean the more young and gym-focused subjects as well as athletes, and look for clear evidence of the muscle gains, the evidence is best described as weak, and I'm being pretty polite with that language. Just why you don't seem to see much of a benefit of branched-chain amino acids for muscle growth in healthy people despite what all that glossy supplement company literature may tell you, comes down to one simple fact. Taking branched-chain amino acids along with little other protein will do zero for muscle growth. You need a full complement of protein, including all nine essential amino acids, on top of an adequate dose, which could be getting up to about 1.6 grams, per kilogram of body weight and above for some athletes. So you still need to supplement BCAAs on top of regular food. And keep in mind that regular food already contains branched-chain amino acids with meat and dairy being some of the highest sources. At best, it seems that the key branched-chain amino acid, that being leucine, could be used as an isolated supplement to enhance the anabolic potential of certain meals that may not, on their own, maximize muscle protein synthesis. So for example, if the diet 
or a specific meal had mostly lower quality protein sources in it, then there may be a benefit to supplementing that meal with leucine, up to a total of about 3 grams. Take note though that the benefit in this instance is purely for muscle protein synthesis, as there isn't much firm evidence that this would then translate into more practical longer term muscle growth, strength or recovery. The broader protein supplement research field shows that even studies that use lower quality protein, such as that derived from wheat, can elicit a significant muscle protein synthesis response if greater amounts of it are consumed. And this may be an effective strategy to compensate for its lower protein quality. So the story here is that adequate protein overall in the diet may trump the source of protein. And with that, the need for branch-chain amino acid supplements, so long as the diet is varied. And an overall adequate amount of high-quality protein would mostly trump the benefits that taking an additional commercial BCAA supplement could provide. It is likely then that branch-chain amino acid supplements are just an expensive source of amino acid building blocks. Outside of muscle protein synthesis, Branch-chain amino acid supplements are also promoted as an agent to enhance endurance and improve recovery following muscle damage. And there is some evidence for these claims, but much of the research around endurance performance and fatigue has poor quality research designs. And there is evidence for branch-chain amino acid supplementation reducing the severity of delayed onset muscle soreness, or DOMS, following damaging exercise. But the benefit here appears to be marginal. And also, the placebo used in most studies didn't contain any protein in it. So it remains to be seen if BCAA supplementation would be better or worse than whole protein foods, which of course also contain branched-chain amino acids. Now, if you want a really nice summary document of all the research I've covered here, then the Australian Institute of Sport Nutrition team has a great fact sheet on branched-chain amino acids as part of their supplement evaluation framework. And I'll link to this document in the show notes. Now, in this podcast, my focus has been on healthy people who are more interested in growing muscle mass for their sport. There is though some clinical research looking at the specialist use of branched-chain amino acid supplements in people with liver cirrhosis. Why these amino acids may be of benefit here is because they have a unique characteristic in that they are metabolized in the skeletal muscle rather than in the liver. And there is evidence they can help improve clinical outcomes, such as reducing the incidence of hepatic encephalopathy which means the loss of brain function that occurs when the liver is unable to remove toxins from the blood. And branched-chain amino acids could also have a role as a supplement for use by people with disease or age-related muscle wasting, which we call sarcopenia. In one theory of aging, a higher amount of branched-chain amino acids, in particular leucine, is needed to fully switch on the protein synthesis signaling cascade. So there is still a plausible use story for these supplements, but here we're talking about disease states that are still compounded by higher protein needs in the face of likely malnutrition. So let's wrap all this up. 
Based on the available evidence, there is not a strong case to recommend branched-chain amino acid supplements for enhancing muscle growth or reducing muscle damage in a healthy adult. While evidence does exist to support the claims of branched-chain amino acids, the benefit appears less than actually eating foods containing high biological value protein, and of course insufficient quantities in the first place. So my view, don't waste your money on branched-chain amino acid supplements if you don't have the cornerstones of a good, varied diet, adequate protein to meet your requirements, and some hard training in place in the first place. That's where almost all of the gains come from. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Thinking Nutrition.